Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. everybody welcome back to this week's episode of the city confessions today i am joined by jacob lucas he is a professional dating coach from the uk so get ready for his accent and he has an impressive i think you're almost at half a million on tiktok so I'm there congrats. I'm there. made it today <laughs> that's amazing Awesome. So hi, how are you? And welcome to um, my little show. <laughs> I am very good, thank you. Yeah, the British accent probably sounding really strong to you now. Um, but I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, um, been been looking at your stuff online. It's it's mm-hmm. awesome, kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, so I, I reached out to you. I thought this could be a this could be fun for for everybody listening. Um, you've got a new book out as well, haven't you? Mm-hmm. So um, that's about dating as well. So I love to hear a little bit about that, and I love to give a bit of analysis on it as yes. well see what's going on like the, yes, the dates absolutely. in new york mm-hmm. yeah. but this podcast is going to be about you mostly so before okay. we turn it to me why don't you <laughs> introduce yourself to my listeners tell us who you are what you do and why the hell are you in new york <laughs> so i am obviously a dating coach um i am in new york so much same with my uh, girlfriend at the minute in new york and uh, yeah, so I'm a pro dating coach. I've been doing it now for, for a few years and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so I studied psychology for about 10 years, got into the art of attraction, like the psychology of that, all that stuff. Um, find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. I started putting it all out online as well. People really resonated with it and people loved it basically. And they said, oh, can you, can you start coaching me? I was like, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's grown on TikTok really fast, hit half a million followers a day, which was incredible really. I was happy if I had 100 when I first started. I was like, if I get 100 people, I'm helping. That's amazing. So it, it is really, really cool. Um, tends to be a lot more women that really like it as well mm-hmm. um, because they always have the questions like, why is this guy doing this? Right. And guys have it as well, but women are a lot more, not all, all the time, but I would say 90% of the time, a lot more open to receiving, you know, like, advice on their love life whereas a lot of men just shut close it all off and keep repeating the same stuff over mm-hmm. and over again and not getting better results whereas women always want to self-improve um you do get men like that as well which, which is great but women really resonate with it and i get loads of messages saying this really helps me so uh mm-hmm. i know you got a few messages today didn't you from people yeah. online so yeah absolutely yeah we can dive right, into that too but wait i do have a quick question so i know that yeah. you were studying psychology and you got into the art of attraction but you personally okay and just be yeah. honest because we this is a raw platform did you yeah. ever struggle with like quote unquote Ooh. getting women or how what was that like for really you interesting so i've never actually been asked this from the podcast okay. but yeah you're the Perfect. first one um <laughs> so when i was younger probably about Okay, let's start at like school age. So when I was like 18 years old, very, very popular in school, always had like, you know, girlfriend, it was very easy. Then when you leave school, the game changes, doesn't it? Because you don't have that social value to lean back Mm. on kind of thing. And I was like 
chatting to, to women. I was like, I suck at this <laughs> so bad. Really? I was like, what is going on? I was like, I did really well when I was younger, like in like, you know, mm. like 17, 18, whatever. And I was like, why am I struggling here now? So what I did, I started like looking stuff up anyway, because I like to do psychology. And that's why I started getting into the psychology of attraction. Mm. And I was like, okay, uh, let's see where this goes. And started like learning. I was like, okay, let's, let's, let's see if this does work. It does. And then it took about a few years and it changed, well, it changed my life really because mm-hmm. I went from, if you will, someone who didn't know what they're doing to somebody <laughs> who I do all right. I, I, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I think um, so I've got a wonderful girlfriend, so I'm doing all right. Okay. <laughs> so, and uh, how did you and your girlfriend meet? Instagram, funny enough, actually. Really? Yeah. Did you slide into her DMs? Yeah, it was, it was literally like that. It was there, like wow. um, I think I think that's the way now, isn't it? Like we met we met during um the whole COVID thing as well. Oh, okay. Um, so it's 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 quite recent, like so it was quite a recent thing. Um, but yeah, so I think today's climate, if you will, most of it is online anyway, mm-hmm. because obviously everywhere's closed or it's, mm-hmm. it's harder to meet everyone, should I say? Right. Um, because you had to stick to your tables on the hour and all that stuff. So people really hate the online stuff. But you kind of got embraces 2022 now you've kind of the game changed a little bit hasn't it i know so, yeah. i feel you because like just a little bit about me as well i was in like a long term yeah. relationship when i was like 21 to 25 and that was met like i met the guy naturally in a new york city like bar rooftop bar yeah and then i went on to dating apps because it was like the normal thing but yeah. now i just really want to meet somebody like naturally and yeah. it's hard like you said because I feel like especially in New York I mean the time that you've been here everybody's kind of in their own worlds like we're always on our phones we're so like closed yeah. off we want to travel from destination A to B we don't really have this inviting energy to like have to like even give out for others to be like hey I, I am open to a conversation whether it's platonic or romantic yeah that's really interesting you say that because when i come to new york obviously i like going out and observing like different places i go to yeah new york is when you go in the out it's really it's it's quite frustrating to watch actually because you see different groups of people let's say you've got four girls there four guys there no one mingles in new york they don't really mingle. they stick on their phones and they use that as a safety net to like Mm. to avoid the conversation Mm -hmm. i'm looking like if these guys just approach these girls here that's four yeah. people and four people. I was quite <laughs> shocked at that. I thought I thought New York would be a lot more like, you know, like um chatting to each other, but it's yeah. really not. It's I think but I've been told before the pandemic it's been very different. Before the pandemic, but after the pandemic, yeah. or the whole whole COVID thing, I, I got I got told by quite a lot of people the whole social game is very different in New York. Mm-hmm. But have you noticed that as well on nights out? Yeah, because mm-hmm. what I was gonna say was it wasn't always like this. I mean, I grew up here, so when you go out, it is natural to meet people and talk to people. But yeah. it's, I think that, that two years really affected all of our social skills. And yeah. just, yeah, so it's been really difficult. But it's just funny that you also like noticed that because it is true. But then I think like as, I don't know about women, but okay, let's just go into questions. I okay. think, <laughs> should women make the first move? Like, how oh, do you I f- think yeah okay yes. I like this question so I think um it doesn't matter if you're the man or the woman to make the first move I think if you, I always think like this if you really like a guy mm-hmm. and you're not sure if he likes you and you're nervous about making the move and mm-hmm. you don't know if he ever will make that move because for all you know 
next week another girl could make that move instead mm. of you and he could end up dating her and you've lost out mm -hmm. like it, it happens so often that people were like i'm gonna just wait because i'm scared of rejection but what you would you fear more rejection or regret mm. just make the move and same for guys and girls no matter what i think it's whoever wants to talk to somebody first go for it mm -hmm. if you're just waiting you could be waiting your whole life because everybody That's might so be true. really intimidated of you so let's say for yourself, for example, you're, you're, you're a pretty lady, like obviously successful. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys find that intimidating. Mm -hmm. So for yourself, I imagine you have to make the first move more often than not, because a lot of people think like the pretty, uh, like, you know, the really pretty people have people flying in their DMs. Mm -hmm. It's not the case, is it? Because people get really nervous to approach them people and they think, I'm not going to bother anyways. I'm going to get mm -hmm. blown out anyways. What's the point? Um, so I say, if you like a guy, make the move. Go for it 100%. Because yeah. you don't be that person on the sidelines thinking that could be me. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And I think it really shows confidence. And it's like, just yeah. shoot your shot type of situation because it really yeah. is fear of rejection. But it's yeah. like, who cares? It's like that. It's a one minute of rejection. And like, I've always lived my life like, I'd rather know than like wonder, yes. as cheesy as that sounds. So it's so true. It's yeah. like, okay, whatever. If the guy is not available and he's not interested, then I, I can just go about my, my life and my day. Yeah, confidence is hot for a man and woman. Mm -hmm. So, like, if a man approaches a woman, a lot of women find that really hot, and right. vice versa, because it just shows confidence. It shows, mm -hmm. I'm a woman, I, want, I know what I want, and I want you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of guys, well, I'll say about 50-50, some get intimidated, don't worry about those guys. They're not the guys you want to get with anyway. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, a lot of, and some guys, more confident guys, like, this is awesome. Like, I don't get this very often, this is hot. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, go shoot your shot, woman. Absolutely. <laughs> I saw one of your most viral videos. You were talking about yeah. the rare, what is it? Female personality. Oh, the sigmas. Um, yeah. And it was funny because I obviously watched it and I looked at the comments and like, I agree with everybody who's commenting being like, this isn't yeah. rare. Like everybody, is, <laughs> for those who haven't seen it, tell us what it is first. The sigma. So you got uh, the social hierarchy, if you will, like, so... What starts off like let's say the three big ones for example we've got beta alpha and sigma you have little other ones as well like your omegas and all that stuff but we'll say to the three big ones so um you've got like a, a beta who's usually like a lot of people think a real negative thing about being a beta character it's not the beta can be the most powerful character to be because you can be the kingmaker if you will mm. if you've got four betas and one alpha those betas don't like the alpha. The alphas shout of luck, if you don't know my language. Do you know what I mean? Whereas the betas can actually, the kingmakers. And people think, I'm a, because it's such a, a lot of people don't really understand the whole social hierarchy thing. You see a lot of people go, oh, you're a beta. No, 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 it's not, it's not like that. Do you know what I mean? It's not a bad thing. And then you've got alpha, which is like someone who's a leader, but alphas mm -hmm. have a very different characteristic. A lot of women, like, and men, see stuff that are like, um, be the alpha on like these uh self-help videos that's not always a good thing to be the alpha sigma is different so an alpha is somebody who relies upon social um basically uh people to value them socially okay. to get like the validation from people mm. that's a very alpha trait they need those like people to give them validation if they don't have it a lot of them crumble a lot of them do crumble because they're like, they're not getting fed it. And then they start lashing out and getting angry because they feel superior. Now, a sigma is a bit different. A sigma is someone who's a leader, but doesn't need validation. 
So mm. someone who's like confident in themselves, independent, usually very intelligent character as well. And they don't need the validation of other people uh, because they're self-assured and their, their, their confidence usually comes mm. from within themselves. Nobody's born a Sigma. I don't think nobody's born a Sigma. It's usually life events that happen to them that form that independency, form that confidence and form like that, that leadership role. But they tend to be, they don't, it's really strange, they're reluctant leaders, but they make the better leaders than the alphas. That makes sense? Yes, I actually think that's like this the wrong way, but that explanation is like so much better than the way you kind of um, structured that video. Yeah, probably only, was, yeah. <laughs> no, only because the characteristics you mentioned were like, oh, they're independent, they don't need validation, they're very like sure of themselves. And it sounds like a confident woman, like, you know, yeah. that's kind of what I got out of it personally from the video. Yeah. But when you compare it to like the alpha and beta and the differences, I think then women or men, whoever's watching it, can then identify like, oh, this specific trait or this specific approach or behavior or whatever is what sets it apart from the alpha beta that is what we're um, used to. Let's say you get like a lot of guys. I hate these guys as well. They always got to bang on about how alpha they are. Yeah. I'm sure in a dating scene, you must have met a right, many right. of these guys. Yeah. I'm an alpha male. Yeah. Second, you say you're an alpha male, you ain't, mate. I'm telling you now. If you need mm-hmm. that, if you need something to tell somebody, like you're, it's like um, if you need to tell somebody you're a leader, you ain't the leader. Trust mm-hmm. me. A sigma never ever brags about I'm a sigma. Mm-hmm. They just mm-hmm. naturally fall into that position. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always say, avoid the guy who bangs on about he's an alpha because he ain't. Um, it's like somebody who's really rich. They didn't tell you they're rich. Someone who's really mm-hmm. tough, they didn't tell you they're tough. And someone who's really nice, don't tell you they're nice. So if someone's like taking an alpha, they got they got a chip on their mm-hmm. shoulder. Um, but sigmas don't do it. They didn't mm-hmm. do it at all. So I don't know if it's a UK thing or something, but we don't really use like alpha and like beta. But I do oh, think do I hear a lot about like masculine and feminine energy okay. or femininity or masculinity. So that's how I'm kind of receiving it. Like maybe yeah. alpha is very like a masculine, you know, person. Um, but then I also know that both male and females have both energies, I guess you can say. Yeah. So let's say sigmas, for example, for sigma female and sigma male are a little bit different. So a, a sigma male um, socially isn't as strong as a sigma female socially. Okay. Sigma female socially can adapt really well to a social mm. situation. If they, if you will, they, they can be like quite a chameleon with it. They mm. can, they can like and change. They can chip. Uh, they can change a little bit to um, get what they need to get out of that conversation. Mm-hmm. A sigma male is very stuck in their way, very stubborn, right? And they come across. They can come across very arrogant, but they don't mean to be. Mm. Not. I don't want to say arrogant. I'll probably say dismissive when they don't mean to be dismissive because they can't be asked really as a sigma female yeah they will they, they will change their personality to get what they need out of it so it means the end kind of thing mm-hmm. which is a real is a sign of like emotional intelligence because women right. are a little bit more, more emotionally intelligent than men as a whole yeah. right yeah um so that's probably why the whole alpha thing is like you can still be in a real feminine energy and still be a dominant person like you, you got like people like you um think okay if, if i'm more dominant in the situation i have a really masculine energy right. no the guys who, who say that mm-hmm. are just guys who can't handle a strong woman mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah so a woman's yes, like totally. a high-owning woman she's strong she's independent the guys like you're too masculine for me no you're too much of 
basically a bit of a wet wipe. That's what we call mm. it in England, right? <laughs> That's the problem. Um, okay. It's not actually too masculine. It's the fact that you can't handle that somebody right. has stronger characteristics than you. So um, if you said like, let's say, for example, let's say Angela Jolie, she's famous. Mm. I would say she's a dominant character. Is mm-hmm. she feminine? Yes. Mm. Does she have masculine energy? Not really. But she's still very strong character uh, characteristics, right? Okay, so, yeah. that's really interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so I want to shift gears just a little bit because you know, like I said, I don't want to ask you the traditional everyday frequently asked okay. questions. So I told you before, I have a dating friend who dating friend, a friend who is a dating coach, and yeah. he told me I'm not going to out you out if he's listening, but <laughs> you learn a lot of tactics as a dating coach, right? Whether it's psychology, how to approach women. But you can, if you chose to be like manipulative, manipulative in your approaches. And because you kind of see right through things, or I guess like, I mean, you're you're in a relationship, but if you were single, you were dating, I'm sure you can like know how to get a woman to fall in love with you or how to do (laughs) X, Y, and Z, right? To like, because you have studied it. So I guess yeah. like when you're helping out your friends or coach, uh, you're coaching, right? One-on-one to your clients. How do you find the line of them utilizing it basically for the good <laughs> instead yeah. of just like, how do they know what, if it's coming from a very tactical, <clears throat> you know, way or a very genuine way? Because I hear all the time, people are giving me all these rules about dating. Don't do this, do this. And I'm like, that's just not, I don't go, but I don't yeah. approach dating in that sense. Yeah. See, that's, that's really interesting. I've never been asked that either actually, on the podcast. That's pretty <laughs> cool. Um, yes, you can manipulate. There is, I think like, you have the dark side of the game and the light side of the mm. game. So if you look at it like that, you could you can manipulate the shit out of people. Yeah. You know how. Yeah. But there's a lot of dating coaches I do see on TikTok or Instagram. I'm like, you're an asshole. I'll be honest about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they are, it's usually the men, like they're very toxic with their advice. Like, mm. no king, do this king. It's a, uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's like, but no, it's basically, a, it's a cheap way to get someone to like you, but it never, it's right. never sustainable. Um, so when I'm talking to clients, instead of then like, okay, because you can manipulate somebody by like doing stuff like uh, emotional spiking is very manipulative. So, you know, you've got somebody who is, it can be manipulative and it can be really nice if used properly so you know you've got somebody in a real toxic relationship you get they go back and they say oh, sex is amazing because mm. if you argue but then we have makeup sex is amazing all mm. that stuff and then they argue and then they have the highs and the lows mm. so someone who's very manipulative can do that on purpose so they get persons like this so no gambling for example that's why people get so addicted to it they reckon right. gambling is more addictive than a lot of drugs right mm. because in gambling, you've got your highs and your lows, and basically what it's doing is releasing chemicals in the brain. So let's say me and you were in a relationship, and then one day we have a massive argument, mm. and then we make up, and then we have a real nice date or whatever, mm. and then we kept repeating that cycle, mm. it becomes addictive. And even though you hate it, it becomes addictive. And you're thinking, why is that person still that person there? They're an asshole. Yeah, but I'm rewarding and punishing you constantly. And wow. that's how that's how you get that's how you get it. That's how you get people did to it. Same gambling, but the way to get the nice side of it is basically like um, working on your inner game, if you will. Mm-hmm. So becoming more of a high value person. Mm-hmm. So it could be like your intelligence, like your like ambition, going to the gym or whatever it could be, right? Just working on yourself, and then what's going to happen is 
people are going to start gravitating towards you because you have the higher social value, the higher, like, you know, the higher um, intelligence, the higher drive to do things. And people start seeing that's attractive and that's sustainable because you have a foundation that's just yours alone. No one can take that away from you. Whereas, for example, again, if I was being manipulative to you, that emotional spiking, you'd be like, hang on a minute, that don't fit right. Something's not right here. Then you start questioning it and it's not sustainable because you can then remove yourself from the situation. You can't remove my value away from myself if I build up. That's impossible. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I feel like when you're in it, you don't realize it because also, like you you said, you're the first experience of like the makeup sex or whatever. You're like, oh my God, like we're fine now. We're back to normal. And then when it starts repeating itself, then you're, then you almost get like consumed by it. And then that's where the addiction happens. So it is really interesting. People get addicted to negative emotions. It sounds ridiculous. I know know. people do, they get addicted to negative emotions. So like, say if you get somebody who's like, um, we all know somebody who's so negative and everything they say, and you're like, oh, just shut up, mate. Do you know what I mean? Because everything you could say, oh, won the lottery. They'd be like, yeah, but you're not doing much. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's they're like, they're just addicted to saying negative things. Right. So you get addicted to that in relationships as well. You get people who are really positive and mm. get addicted to positive stuff. It's all about how you how you frame everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I never ever teach clients to do stuff like that. But I will say, if somebody's like pulling away from you, this is where you, the whole like punishment little bit comes in. Not like punishment, but like you put them away yourself. Right. So like if somebody's like being really blunt with you, you don't like go, okay, I'm working my value. You think, okay, you're going to do that to me. I'm going to show you that's wrong. I'm going to put away from you. So you're not going to repeat that behavior again on me. Mm. It's not on. Um, so it's more like standing up for yourself in that way. Yeah. Um, but I never say straight off the bat, you need to go in there. You need to uh, get them going up and down with their emotions. It's not, not fair. And that's why that's yeah. players and fuck boys already do get a lot of women mm. because they know how to do it. And it's wrong. Do you know what I mean? But when some guy who's a high value guy comes along, they always beat the fuck boy. They always beat them. No matter what the girls, I wish I was with them and not this chump. Yeah. Every time. I hear Jim. sometimes they were like the the nerdy guys or the ones who you friend zone make the best husbands. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, would you agree with that? Like the people that you yeah. like overlook, they're actually like the best partners. So I think that's like yeah. really interesting. The only but thing is learn... they come across nice, don't they, at times? Yes. And it's like, no, bro. You gotta be a nice guy of an edge. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So what are like your personal top red flags in a relationship? Because you just mentioned emotion spiking, the term, right? That's you said my, my top that. red flags, you say, sorry. Yes. Or, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what so are the most my, common ones that like people overlook? Uh, okay. That can like this sneak is, up on you. The ones that sneak up on me. Yeah. Okay. You know? I like that. you got really good questions. Okay. The ones that sneak <laughs> yeah. up on you. I would say, um, Okay, one of the main reasons why relationships fail is yes. that people get too comfortable in the sense of, mm-hmm. they, you know, when like someone gets with somebody, they're like, for example, in good shape and they try hard in what they do kind of thing. <laughs> and then they get in a relationship and it's yeah. really cliche. They stop trying. They stop trying to impress their partner. And it's very slowly done because, for example, like, oh, should we just stay in today and not go on a date mm. or whatever? Like, we stop making an effort, asking about that day. And it's very subtle and it's not, something you're going to break up over but over time it's like a year you're like hell man this is not the, the guy i got with right. in the first place this guy is not who we who we both thought he was mm-hmm. and then that then little arguments start creeping up on you so like you don't make the effort like you used to with me anymore mm-hmm. why is that and they're like oh stop moaning do you know what i mean and it's like mm, mm. 
you got I think why you got them, you gotta maintain that Absolutely. the whole way through. Second one, okay, uh I would say is something called poison dripping. You ever heard of poison dripping? No, I don't know where you poison. come up with these terms. <laughs> <laughs> I got like a whole encyclopedia in my head. Poison dripping is um okay, the poison dripping is the most one of the most toxic things someone can do, right? Is it's not every, not everybody that does it, but basically what is is when you're when somebody is criticizing you, for example, so it'd be very small. This is something that a lot of narcissists do, okay? And they they're very very clever. At it. So let's say if I was critiquing you and I wanted to, sh- let's say a lot of narcissists like their partner's self confidence to go down to raise their own, right? So they can have a little bit of control mm-hmm. in them. So let's say for example with you, I'd be something like. Um, like should you be eating that do you know what i mean mm. something small like that should you be eating that and it's, you don't think much of it at a time you're like oh probably not actually i'll put it down mm. and then then they start saying stuff like have you actually like been going to the gym probably like it's very mm. small very small and people like they don't think much of it at a time you're thinking huh i guess not but then you're thinking you're a bit of a dick but it's not something to break up over right, right? and then over time people start going like that. And that's how eventually people end up staying in relationships with people who really are hypercritical of them. And it's just nasty and they shatter their confidence. I see this so often with so many people. A lot of people get their confidence shattered and they don't even know how it happened. So in a 10 year relationship and they leave, they're like, I have no confidence anymore. Because that person broken down so much over time that it's like, they don't even realize it's happening until it's too late. So that's a massive one. Like it's really common that it's like super common um it's really sad to see it's really sad to see um but it's nice when you see someone glow up after that i love the glow up after that <laughs> you know what i mean I'm like yeah i love that because then they overcome that person right. that makes sense and you're like yeah and it always comes back stronger um and the third one the third red flag okay uh what would you say what would you say yours is first when i get back to mine i'm curious oh my god there's there's uh, there's like a running list what's your um, biggest one that goes in your head the first one goes into your head well, I think, okay, I think maybe when you're in a relationship or you're getting to know somebody and the first argument you have is really telling of yeah. how they react to like anger. And that's something you can't really um, like talk about. I mean, you can, but you can't really say it until you experience it together. And yeah. I think um, <clears throat> seeing somebody react in a way or what they say to you is it's not a red flag more than it is like an eye opener because um people say all the time oh I don't mean what I say when I'm angry right but I feel like if you can go there like the fact that you could go there and the fact that you did go there in that really intense moment is just like I don't know it's not a red flag but that's really interesting to say that actually I've been reading Aristotle a lot of Aristotle stuff lately talks about anger and he's like one of the smartest men ever live right? right and i was there like he changed my whole perspective of anger and you're right with the whole red flag thing if someone keeps getting angry at you all the mm-hmm. time so anger comes from a place of superiority they think mm-hmm. they're superior to you you will not get angry at somebody who um is levels above you at something or levels below you at something it's always someone you just think yours is a bit better you're better mm-hmm. than do you know what i mean um Actually, take away the whole level, but I would say just levels above you won't get angry. If someone's below level below you, you probably would. So is there like 
anger, this is a whole, it's changing the whole perspective of anger. Anger is a form of pleasure for the person being angry, right? I was like, how's that really? work? Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense. So the reason why we get angry is to achieve something, right? So yeah. we, we get access to me and you have an argument. I'm getting angry at you because I'm trying to achieve victory in that argument. Mm. I won't get angry. There's no other reason to get angry or I'm trying to get angry to get an outcome that I want. Now, to achieve like victory in something is a form of pleasure, right? That's what you want. Now, if, if I'm arguing with you, I'm trying to get that form of pleasure at the end by achieving that victory. Because when you win an argument, like, yeah, I win, fuck mm. you. Isn't it? That's what it's like, isn't it, for people? Excuse my language. Um, oh, we curse like. time here. <laughs> and it's like um so when someone gets angry for one they're trying to achieve the the victory over you so they actually form it's really hard to explain it's like it's trying to form pleasure if that makes sense it's not trying to like consolidate you and me that's how can we work through this mm. what's good for you what's good for me is i'm trying to beat you that's why people get angry yeah. um and it's always from a place of superiority you never get angry at someone unless you feel superior to that person you don't get angry, remember why. So if, every time you're in an argument, or if you think back mm-hmm. to every single argument you've had where someone's angry, or you've been angry at someone or someone's angry at you, you think that person was trying to be superior to me. Or you'll start thinking, yeah, I got annoyed at that because I feel superior to that person. I did it to myself, look back, and I was like, shit. It's true. That's every single scenario. I know, scenario. I just had an encounter right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what was really your, that, that's it. Like, was that like in your head as well then? Yeah, like... I remember in my like life, last relationship, whatever, my ex was like really upset at me for something. And I'm like thinking about how he acted in the car and everything. But now I'm thinking like he just wanted to like, he win. felt superior. Yeah, in that moment, I wanted to almost win the argument and yeah. like be right, even though that's, that wasn't even like, <laughs> that's not yeah. even what's important. But yeah. it's, it's also an ego is thing, isn't it? Yeah, because it's a superiority thing. Once I learned that, and I've ever like been in a scenario that would have annoyed me before. I was mm. like, why are you angry, Jake? You just, you know the scenario. You know why you're being angry. Stop it. Like, do you know what I mean? And once you start thinking like that, your whole mood will change towards arguments. Yeah. You ever walk away from them or settle it there and then yeah. in a diplomatic way. So interesting. But yeah, think about that with your exes or whatever. Yeah. And they've had an argument with you. Mm. It's, exactly, it's the same story because they want to beat you. That's all it is. Yeah. Crazy. And that's man. also like a method for self-regulation, I feel like. Yeah. When you yeah, get there, absolutely. you can like regulate your emotions and feelings. Um, yeah. Wait, I do have a question though. So when you approach these red flags, right? Because some sometimes red flags, they're more like, hey, let's look at it, you know, more intensely. Um, yeah. Is there, what is your rule about approaching red flags? Like, does it happen once and then you talk about it, you give it a pass or is it like, no, run away as fast as you can? You have your forgivable ones and your unforgivable ones, I think, right? So let's mm-hmm. say forgivable one, let's say, for example, is, let's say, let's say again, me and you in a relationship, you get angry at me once, it's a pass, you know what I mean? You can let that go because it's just uh, like, she might have had a bad day. It's a red flag right. to get like really, let's say, for example, if you start insulting my mum, yeah, you're done, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's a red flag. That's right, a weird right. thing to do. You don't Got insult it. someone, right? But let's say you just get angry and you say like, um, you just give me an insult. Or whatever right um that's forgivable but if you keep doing it it's not it's a red flag keeps reoccurring so like my dad said once a mistake twice is on purpose mm. always right as long as you explain to that person what's what's, what's wrong then that's their fault they keep repeating it um stuff if they keep uh 
red flags like say if they're only talking to you and you're talking to five other women done i hate liars can't be asked for that mm-hmm. i think if you tell someone like a little white lie because you're embarrassed or something okay whatever right but there's lies um that are very strong i think if somebody's a liar and you catch them out and it's like a serious lie done instantly done do you know what I mean? So again, if he says, I'm only dating you, he's talking to a woman, get rid of him because I'm telling you now that will uh, once a cheat, always a cheat. They will reoccur over and over again, right? You, you're shaking your head. It's like, once a cheat, is that no, like- No, because I believe yeah. that. I mean, I do believe people can change, but I think if there's like a specific clear pattern in who they are, because you know what it is? Women always think they can change men. And that's just like, listen, it's not happening. There's just no way. Yeah, it's you know? like, I, yeah, I'm cynic with it. I'm quite like, I used to be really like the other end. I was very optimistic. But now I'm a bit of a cynic, but I should always be neutral. I'm aware of why right. I should be neutral, right? right? But I always think, um, I don't think the worst of people when I'm talking to them at all. I start off neutral, but I will, if I see something bad, I'll be like, yeah, it's done. Like very dismissive of it. Um, but yeah, as you were saying, uh, yeah, a lot of like, sorry, what were we saying again? Brain, women wanting to change like men. men yeah yeah don't try and change a man yeah. like his foundation if you met a guy and he's 30 years old and he's and he is where he is he ain't gonna change in my opinion unless he has a very big thing um right. a, a big thing happened to his life like a revelation he ain't gonna change at all his foundations are set too strong if you get an 18 year old who's a bit of a dick right, oh, right, right. they're gonna change you're 18 do you know what i mean i'm not who i was when i was 18 mm-hmm. And I'm sure you weren't either. Mm-hmm. Um, but if someone's like an adult adult, they're not going to change. Don't even bother at all. I think unless they have a massive epiphany in their life, mm-hmm. ain't going to happen. And it's really sad. A lot of women are like, oh, but he, he promised me this time he would do this. Yeah, yeah, it's a lie. I could tell you I went to the moon. I didn't. Do you know what I mean? It's a lie. <laughs> right. So um, if, a, if a guy is a real big thing, red flags, really simple, is... Um, if it's at start, if you ignore the red flag at start, that's why they're going to come at the end and the relationship's going to end because of you ignored them at start. I know all dating coaches say that as well, don't they? Don't ignore those red flags at start because that's the reason why you end. And it's so true. Mm. It's completely true. Um, just because you want that dream of this person could be this or that, no, don't happen like that. Mm. They have a cool at start, maybe cool throughout, but if they're a dick at start, they're going to be, they're not, you're not going to change them mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Yeah. When I hear you say that, it reminds me of like when people say like don't fall in love with potential, because I think women mm. do that more than men. Like we always try to like have a good time with a guy or whatever, and then we just like dream of like a future and like all this crazy. We map up our lives already, and I feel like we are not really getting to know the person. We're not really seeing that person. We're just getting, you know, um, feel good from like the endorphins of. Some getting attention essentially yeah do you know what's crazy about like we're saying like we mean you spoke a little bit before this didn't we about the whole new york women like one you know I being was gonna talk about that thing. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like that's crazy to me because the new york women are really good do you know what i mean <laughs> and yet the guys in new york don't make the same effort the women make do they like yeah. at all yet mm-hmm. these women want to get in a relationship with the guys and the guys have like they're just like they're not settling down like do you think you're better than these women yeah it's mental it's absolutely yeah. insanity to me i'm like what so yeah tell me a little bit about that it's, though it's funny you said that because um i joke around with my friends i'm like i swear to god if we didn't live in new york like if we live in the south or the midwest <laughs> 
we will have I would be married and have a house and like five babies because it's just easier it's not necessarily settling but like finding that like quote-unquote family life whereas yeah. in New York we're so programmed to run on careers and achievements and like yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that doesn't matter. I, that's really important to me. So, like, to find somebody who also supports you in that way, yeah. And like going back to like full circle what we were what we were saying before, not feeling intimidated by that, it's just really hard. Like the pool of men. It's like just... it's like for me, like say if you get a woman who in New York, let's say she example, like I don't really like giving numbers, but let's give numbers because it's just easier right now. Let's say you got a woman who's like ten out of ten in New York. Mm-hmm. You get she get she can start dating a guy who's just seven. Mm-hmm. And then he will get rid of her. It's like, yeah. eh? Because yeah. he wants to go get rid of women. Mm. And I'm like, you lot are mad. It's yeah. absolutely, it's so weird. I have clients from New York mm-hmm. and I talk to them like, and like, well, chat different women from like New York and stuff as well. Like, you know, through like TikTok or like Instagram or whatever, they send me messages like what's happening here. I'm like, these women are like really high level women. Right. And yet they show me the, the guys that they're trying to get with. I I'm know. like, eh? <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, if the women just immigrated to New um to London, <laughs> you would get snapped up like that. Do you, okay, so I was gonna ask you since you obviously are well, did you grow up in London? I grew up uh, in England, so I'm in southwest of England, so near Bath, the Roman Bath. Okay. The probably best way to describe it. So it's nice. Okay, so let's nice just say the UK. Area. Do you UK. think so? You were saying that there is a huge difference. In, like, what yeah. is the biggest um, observation you can you've seen between men and women or just like relationships and dating in the uk compared to america okay so i would say uh the biggest difference i've noticed <clears throat> is the women in america are more not always at all because you get responsive women in england but they're usually more responsive in in america so they'd be more up for experimenting on their dates okay. they date they date more people whereas i find people in the uk which is not necessarily good or bad either side, of either side. They are very selective about who they go on dates with. Very, very selective. Whereas the women in America would be more like, you know what, I'll give them more of a chance to see how it goes, kind of thing. That's what I found. Whereas the men, it's a complete opposite way around. In England, they're more like, let's see how it goes with her, blah, blah, blah. Okay. In America, the guys are like, they're just, really picking the jump it's, it's absolutely bizarre so i say like there is a mass there is a massive difference completely mm-hmm. it's like basically if you got the roles and just flip them over that's all that's it is crazy. the men and women roles you flip so them over all the women should just go to the uk that's what you're if, saying if, yeah if all the women went to the uk like and all like it just swapped over it yeah. would, it so, would work right i think because like i don't actually know the whole cultural reason behind it but mm-hmm. The women in the UK are, yeah, extremely like, because they're very, very, very selective about who they're going on dates with, very, very selective, which isn't a bad thing at all. But that what they do is they kind of like blow themselves out a little bit by not going on a date with that guy. So if you go on a dating app, for example, in England, um, the women will only chat the guys they're really interested in, which is fine, which is not a problem with that. Whereas in America, they will have a little bit more of a conversation and be a little bit more open to seeing what somebody is about, Mm. which again, they might go on dates and have more time wasted on dates, but they might end up meeting a really good guy as well. Whereas, yeah, it's, 
I would also say the men also in the UK are more willing to settle down than the men in America, especially in New York. Mm, okay. Really, it's just it's just a little bit. Yeah. It does obviously come down to individual as well because you get women in the UK who are really responsive and date different guys. Right. And you get women in America who are really picky. But as a whole, that's what I've been told by quite a few people. So I had a lady I was chatting to. She went to um, England for work, and mm. she went on dating apps. Like, why is every guy responding to me? This is bizarre. <laughs> This is mental. Whereas in America, she wasn't getting the same response right. at all. And she's like, it's this really is crazy. Interesting. Yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. So cool. Okay. I know we spoke a lot about dating and questions, um, but my podcast is called The City Confessions. Yeah. So I don't think okay. you saw this coming, but I did after, not. I invite my, <laughs> after I invite my guests to come give an overview of who they are and what they do and we chit chat, I yeah. basically force them to give me a confession um <laughs> okay but this could be about anything it can be you as a dating coach it can be you as just Jacob um but what is one thing that maybe people don't know about you what is something that you think is like a fun fact or just something that is you know it can be silly or deep it's however you want to answer the question but if you can okay. share a confession what would it be Conf- Jacob? confession about me oh wow you've really put on the spot i did not see this mm. coming you should have told me it's mm. prior and i would have something good <laughs> um a confession about me oh, wow okay um a lot some a people who know me already know but i used to be a professional boxer um mm. people don't know that um i've been on telly a few times for it as well i wasn't a, i wasn't a very good professional boxer at all i was a good amateur kind of thing but i wasn't okay. very good professional. different um and that's why my nose looks so smashed. It's every single time, enlightened. I tell you what, I a little thing people don't know is I invert my videos, right? I invert. Does it actually make a difference? Yes, and it's weird. I don't know how it does. If yeah. I if if I invert my video again like this, uh-huh. my nose looks like this, and I, it goes across my face, and I don't know why or how. It's the lighting, all the lighting on my mm-hmm. nose, right? Um, <laughs> it, it's really weird, right? And every time I every time I get my camera out, I'm like, you know, um, it flips it on on TikTok. And Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I get a normal camera out, I'm like, what the fuck has happened to my face? It's so weird. And people who who see it, are like, what the fuck is going on? Like, do you know what I mean? Um, you might see a couple of TikToks on it, but yeah. So my nose like looks like it's got like people on TikTok used to rip it and say no cartoon character, and you and you draw it like a triangle like that to the side. It looks like that. And oh, I don't know why, but we flip the light, it just changes the nose. I'm like, this is amazing. So people don't know about me. In real life, I look a bit different. <laughs> so, <laughs> Instagram filters, right? Yeah, my nose is ruined. <laughs> so, oh my God, I love that. Yeah. Okay, okay, so let's, I know we're wrapping up soon, but tell me okay. some flirting uh, slang in, in the UK. I know you guys say like, oh. I fancy you which you yeah. know what it is so I watched Love Island I like yeah, yeah, love, yeah. love Island I used to actually this guy that I went on a date with we, he wanted to watch it and I thought it was the dumbest thing I was like why the hell are we gonna watch this <laughs> yeah. stupid show but it was so addicting but anyway so I love the show but I know you guys say like I fancy you what else do you guys say like when you get the ick like if that is a thing yeah. I never knew yeah. that but like you know I said no what we I just feel like I don't know, like I'm, I'm over it. Like I'm, you know, but now it's, it's good that I have a Not word hot, to hot. say. Um, so yeah, just tell us some. 
Okay. Maybe so like, this is really good because my 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 missus. That's what I'm there, missus. Uh, my yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, that's not a weird thing too. When you said missus, yeah. I was like, that sounds very like. Yeah. Like so, so my my girlfriend, I when I was talking to her and stuff, she's still like some lingo is just like what. So I said to her like, you look really fit, and she's like, yeah. like yeah, I, I go to the gym, and I was there like, <laughs> no, you look fit, mate, and she's there like, what yeah, I mean? go, I, you know, I work out. I don't know what you're getting at, and I was there like. No, you're hot. It means hot. So that's a big one. Yeah, um, you're fit. Love it. So a little bit generational as well. This is more like my generation, a bit lower. The word peng. You heard that one? Peng. No. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's more of like a younger younger thing, but it's, it's a big one. Peng. So peng it means really, really hot, mate. It's someone's peng their heart, right? Oh, and it's okay. like, if you said to America, one I always say to clients as well, and I keep forgetting, so I keep doing too yeah. English. I keep going, I'll just pay them off. I always say that and everyone's like uh-huh. what do you mean I'm like oh I'm sorry like pying off means like if you pie somebody uh-huh. right you're basically like let's say for example if um you're talking to a guy and then he goes you he's pied okay. you right uh-huh. so where it comes okay. from is you, know, you get like um, a cream pie and you smash it in someone's face uh-huh. that's really English okay. another one is um worldie if someone's a worldie so if someone's a worldie they're like that come from Geordie Shaw you ever remember Geordie Shaw, the TV show? What? <laughs> Why did you miss it out? Um, Geordie Shaw is like huge. A lot of people listening probably know what Geordie Shaw is. It's from Newcastle, right? Okay. Um, up in the north of England. And that's where it got really big. This is like 10 years ago. And everyone still uses it in England. So if someone's a worldie, they're like a 10 out of 10. They're like the best of the best. So if someone's a worldie, there's loads. Because in America, it's really strange. Because when I come here... Um, I was talking to people and they look at me like I'm talking like an alien language yeah so I said I always say it still if I get like to a shop or something I'll, I'll cheers mate and they look at me like yeah. what well you that's very common I think no cheers means goodbye doesn't it in America yeah but when you say when you're saying like hello or you're just like no no mean? cheers means thank you but everyone's looking at me oh, like oh yeah yeah like mate, when you're like leaving or something right no nah, like cheers <laughs> it's cheers isn't it like like if you're buying let's say you're buying something at the deli or, or a supermarket would you not could you not say that cheers mate? you can say it then but let's say let's say when you sat down for a drink you put a drink down oh cheers but it's like people look at me like that's really weird i'm like no it's not like decent is okay. a big one as well um decent decent so decent in english but if i said someone's there decent you'd be like oh she's really fit or hot should we say she's really hot uh-huh. you guys decent means average don't it yeah that's so weird to me. So I said, again, I used my missus. I went, wow, you look really decent. She went, should I change? I was like, no. I was like, you look hot, man. It's like, you just said I look decent now. I was like, yeah, you look decent. Wow. This is really good. What's, what lingo, what lingo have you got? What yeah, lingo have you got? I don't know. Like, you look... I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think now. I feel like I'm on the spot. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, we just <laughs> say... You're looking fine, you know? You're oh, no one says fine. No one says like, fine in England. Really? Nah, like that's I why. I think that's, that's more for like um the women's. Like if like a man is like describing a woman, like she's like. The table was fine. really weird. Like one one thing I said to my mate as well. I was like, yeah, that's weird. So whenever we say like um, if I said to you, oh look at this picture, and you're like, uh-huh. sure, I'm like, what the fuck do you mean sure? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? If I say to like a waiter here, and they said, I said, oh, can I have um, a coffee? They're like, sure. I was like, what's your problem? And it's they're like, because yeah. And again, my message said, like, short, short just means short, doesn't it? Like, yes, right? Yeah. But short means, yeah. 
But if you say sure in England, if I said to someone, um, oh mate, do you want to go out tonight? I went, yeah, sure. I'm like, what's your problem? Why, why, what's it, why, why, why are you being ag- aggravated for? Okay, so it's it so means weird, more like I'm not interested, like, eh. Yeah, like yeah, that? sure is okay. like, ugh. Like, I okay. roll, like, yeah, sure, mate. Whereas in America, it's like the normal thing to say. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah like, sure. sure. Yeah, it's like, yeah, all right, it, cool. It means, yeah, it means I'm not interested as much in England. And I was like, That's I found so that really funny. weird. So I was like, mm. everyone I was talking to said, sure. I was like, you got a problem with me? <laughs> it's like, it's so weird, mate, isn't it? <laughs> Oh but God, I spoke to my mum and my friends about that, and they said, "No, you're not weird thinking that. I always think things exactly like the same." It's like, yeah, I thought yeah. strange. Like, so it's like you're learning a whole different language coming to yeah, America. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. strange. It's yeah. really interesting. Okay, um, we are basically winding down. So, if you would like to plug away, do you have anything interesting happening? Do you want to talk about any, I don't know, programs, secret projects? Uh, yeah, so what I'm thinking about possibly doing is a body language course for people. Uh, is putting out there, so if you're ever interested in body language, I'm a body language expert. Um, so I'm thinking about doing stuff like that. But if you just want dating advice, whatever, one-to-one, drop me a message. Or follow my Instagram, follow my TikTok. If you just want to check out, you're bored at home at night, just scrolling through. <laughs> I get a lot of people say they binge-watch my stuff. Yeah. So they just, like, go through and they just watch it all, like, it's, like, two hours later um but yeah just check out my stuff like jacob lucas 101 um but yeah like i said we set up a boy language course soon if anyone's interested in that um should be pretty cool but yeah just enjoy Amazing. the podcast really wait um, hope- one more question okay um, Go for it. what is your secret to a successful healthy relationship oh like your easily, number one secret easily it's so simple it's consideration being considerate to each other when you're at home instead of like always having some, some one person cook take it in turns instead of someone always just planning the date take it in turns plan the date like that's what i do like do you know what i mean mm-hmm. me and my girlfriend like okay it's your turn plan the date tonight it's your turn not your turn and cooking like i always cook lunch you always cook dinner simple for that like washing up you take it in turns it sounds really stupid but that makes the world of difference do you know what i mean you both feel like a complete partnership. You feel like a complete team. And you never argue either. You never argue because of it. It's like, your turn to do washing up. Oh, I did it yesterday again. Like, that's not fair. And you never argue about small things. It sounds really basic. But it's just being kind to each other, isn't it? It sounds so cliche, but it's true. It's, it's always the basics. That is like yeah. the foundation. So, yeah, Absolutely. Agree absolutely all right well there you have it guys thank you so much jacob for chatting with me today and i'm sure everybody who's listening found this super helpful or was just really entertained by his accent or couldn't really <laughs> understand him but either way make sure you follow him and i'm having all of his links in the description if it's on youtube it'll be in the bottom here and if it's on the podcast just expand the show notes um but other than that thank you and i hope you all have a good day and stay tuned for next week's episode all right thank you so much see ya